the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School 510, where sports is the brain, comedy is the pilot, and the sweet Jeeva is our chest See, that's that's what this church is about, Darius. Back when men used to be men, men weren't afraid to be men. Men weren't sitting around and say, hey, "Call me androgynous." No, call me a man. Back when men were men, men didn't mind getting their fingernails dirty. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna take the hardest road because I'm a man. He a man. This NBA's become soft. Become a bunch of soft prima donnas. That's why Jared like him so much. <laughs> they the type of guys that wear chokers and medium shirts. They worry more about what they wear before the game and make sure the camera on them than actually playing hard and, and being like, hey, I hate that dude. I'm going to get in a scrap with him before the game. Hey, I heard one of them men missed the playoffs on purpose so he can dress up for the Met Gala. Exactly. We are in a case where NBA is soft. They breeded a bunch of soft men, and now we, we stuck with here. It's amazing that any of them are able to have kids. Maybe yeah, Drake. <laughs> They're Drake. father all their kids. Hey, Joe, are you re- ready for this irregular podcast that we're about to do? No, never. Because my mom walks up after church without her keys. I was wondering, it's like, who's ringing the doorbell this time of night? I should have known. All right. Huh? Mom's in the house. Now we can start getting ready to record some irregular podcast content. I'm in a good mood today, by the way. I am in a good mood. You want to know why I'm in a good mood, Aaron? Why? Because <laughs> you got your you got a finger up your butt last night. Go ahead and say it, because I, I might be off this show in a second, Darius. We got ourselves a series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited because the Warriors finally look like they had a little life in them. We'll talk about that a little bit later, though. Anyways, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube. And on Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. Tap in with us on our Patreon so you can get all our exclusive Too Hot for the Proper Show content. And we are here with... This is AG3, and I'm just here today. <laughs> and I'll explain why later, why Jared's not getting much out of me today. I'll explain why real quick now. That'll be my opening. I'm coming slow because... Jared pushed the podcast back so he could watch the word game, but he didn't do shit like that for the Super Bowl when my team was in the final in the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl is one game. This is guaranteed six games right now. So Jared gonna get the worst segment of talking sports out of it. <laughs> I didn't even get to do a Super Bowl breakdown. Didn't even get to talk about the game. It was a hellacious game. We had too many people on there, and it, it was a great game. The the Super Bowl was. It we turned into a watch party. It became a shit show because you had too many people on there that shouldn't that wasn't there for the Super Bowl. Did you release that episode last? No, no, he never released it. It was like the Super Bowl party, a virtual Super Bowl party. We can sell tickets for that next year. You are a hater. Sam answered the chat and said, "Aaron's a hater." <laughs> and we are here with hello, everyone. It's everybody's favorite truck driver, Captain Deep Coming to you slower than um, 
my internet. And by the way, that was some bad basketball. And Joe Biden's America, the last link in a broken supply chain is a broken window in the front of a Nike store where some hood rats are engaged in snatching grabs. And we are here with... What's up, y'all? It's Darius, a.k.a. Smoking Out With Your Mama, a.k.a. I don't know why I'm still friends with Jared, a.k.a. Sam is the whitest thing since uh, Chevy Chase on the tractor trailer with a Confederate flag. Nene's getting married over All-Star Weekend. So was he planning on being an All-Star? Oh, boy. I never thought of it quite like then that. Then again, though, if he's getting married, maybe she planned. Well, even if it was, you know, sometimes you can't control the affairs right. of the heart. That's right. What if he, what if he got married it. in the locker room at All-Star? Yeah. yeah. What if he got married on the court of All-Star? Day? What if he got married right after the anthem on the court at All-Star? Day? <laughs> See what what I if he got married on the dunk contest <laughs> when they dunked and did that? What if while he was getting married, Dwight Howard jumped over him and he kissed the bride? That's the Bam! winner! <laughs> Yeah. Why is that my soundbite? That was that was on NBA TV with uh Gary Tate. Oh, Gary Tateman. Oh, oh, you found they, that. They just kept topping each other all down. Yeah, those dudes were crazy. That was the best fucking I, Yeah, but man, I don't understand why they didn't find a way to sign them dudes. They need a podcast. Those niggas was crazy. And we are here with our special fly on the wall today. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? Uh yeah, it's it's Sam. I'm sitting here at the airport. There's a oh. mostly drunken bottle of dessert wine across from me. Uh, so that's an interesting facet of my life right now. That's Are you going to finish it off? No, I, I'm not going to drink. I mean, I know people who would drink. If you give me Patreon for a lifetime, I might drink it. Uh, but I'd have to think about it. Why do you want to listen to the niggas for a lifetime? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want the free merch that he sends me. You get free merch? Yeah, he gives me free merch all the time. He's supposed Nigga. to. This is exactly why I don't want to be friends with you. He said he was going to send me stickers to London, but they never came. But I do have a mug. You got a mug? <laughs> Gary got all his stickers taken away, trying to take him into a Knicks game for some stupid ass reason. <laughs> Y'all got stickers? Don't worry, Doris. I only make instant coffee in it because that's where I see this podcast from my tier of things I care about. <laughs> Just as much as instant coffee. Thank you, Sam. You can go back to being a flying, flying a wall, you piece of shit. Uh, here's your sound bite. Tilt your head back and let the meat slide down your throat hole. <laughs> Easy. Don't choke. <laughs> and my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just charts. And what are you going to say to your fans when they ask you some questions about it? I'm going to say, I feel good. Papa's got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. Well, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be Hello, doing Dad. on this tour. Huh? What'd you say? What are you going to be doing on this tour? I'm going to be doing you... Papa's got a brand new bag, living in America. Sex machine, get up off of that thing. I feel good. Jam. Now, I understand that you I'm have real. already... James, I have to ask you one serious question here. I understand you already have started divorce proceedings. Does that mean that you're now eligible? Um, no, I'm, yes, I'm eligible. I'm single. I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now, the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What did you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? Because I look good. Why do you think good. that is? You I look good. I smell good. I yes. feel good. 
And you sing good. And make love good. Oh. <laughs> well, there we are. We don't have to ask anybody else. We got that from the source. <laughs> there, there you are. Now, you're involved in publishing a gospel magazine. Tell us a little bit about that. The Second Coming. <laughs> that was either James Brown or Bobby Brown. I, I can't figure out which one it was. <laughs> what is that dude, James Brown? He's still out there. <laughs> All right, well, uh, how y'all doing today? How's everyone doing? Yeah, niggas got mugs. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Pedro, how you doing out there, brother? Man, I'm just uh, just chilling. Shoot, I can't complain. Ain't, ain't too much going on. Uh, okay, being colored. <laughs> we got Juneteenth to celebrate coming up. We got a couple weeks away. Uh, AG3, how about you? What's, what's up with you? I'm doing all right. I'm still trying to wonder why we did the show after the game, not during like the Super Bowl. Man, this is, that was a, you gotta, you gotta, I, gotta, I had to do a lot of uh, a superstitious juju during the game to make sure the Warriors won. Negro nervous. You go Negro, <laughs> nervous Negro. Nervous Negro energy. Yep, exactly. Um, all right. And uh, Sam, how are you doing? Uh, you know. Yeah, fuck you. Okay, never mind. Um, anyways, uh, question of the day. Question of the day. Come on, come on, come on, nigga. You better ask me how I'm doing. <laughs> right, you cut, you cut Sam off and then you didn't even ask mm. the dark. Yeah. No, no, no. Because you, you know, niggas don't want to talk about how I'm doing right now. What are you eating, yeah. right? This motherfucker eating a puff lumpia? Some breadstick. Olive Garden. Guitarist yeah. looks like he needs to be checked in on. Sam, <laughs> you look like one of the kids they found after 20 years. Who <laughs> was locked up with a pedophile. <laughs> you stayed there until your 30s. He still stayed there in his 30s. He still go back. He was way bigger than a pedophile by then. The pedophile was all small and old. I was like, I don't want to. I love you now. You touch all of my places. Hey. Dude, I want my mug. Took Stockholm Syndrome to a whole nother level. <laughs> he colonized Stockholm Syndrome. You <laughs> gentrified Stockholm Syndrome. Sam's colonizing roots took over <laughs> Stockholm syndrome took to new heights it's like this Stockholm syndrome could be so much better if I just show up here and indoctrinate people <laughs> <laughs> Sam colonized the pedophile <laughs> well you do got good real estate it's, it's nothing Not the too- royal family isn't doing already well we're here with Sam who is en route back to uh, Jolio London eh I so yes, uh, Sam. Tell us about you know how your trip was back in the states. Hey Sam, who's been who's been tickling your knickers? Oh, uh, it's only been Jared. He he gives me a mug and I just let him do it. So, yeah, that's please, how it works out. We don't talk about the mug. That's a sensitive subject right now. Wait till you see the stickers of August. They were holograms and everything. You see them all over Berkeley where Jared rides his bike. Come on, hold on. You got hologram stickers. <laughs> I think I'm gonna pull back up that cease and desist letter. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so, so, so Sam, back to your uh, trip back to London, man. Uh, how was your trip back in the states, and what are you looking forward to most going back to London? It was good back here. You know, I got to see the sun. We don't get that in London that much. What am I looking forward to when I get back? Pubs, I like the pub culture. There's some big uh, soccer games going on. So go down to the pub to watch those. But uh, it's been cool to be back. See you fools. 
I didn't realize I was going to be on the podcast. I was no, you're still a, you're still a fly on the wall. But wait, tell us about Jolly Old London Eye. What food are you gonna miss the most? <laughs> oh, I didn't get to go to 900 Grayson, so I didn't have any fried chicken and waffles. That's a, a concept that hasn't made it over the UK yet, where they still cut pizza with their knives and fork. Well, uh, let's get to some news real quick. Our question of the day. Uh, question of the day. What would you do if your girl? Said this. I'm probably acting the wrong crowd because I'm pretty sure one of my ladies already said this, and I don't I have no idea what it's supposed to say. <laughs> what would you do if your girl said this? If the Yankees were going to win a World Series, but you had to give each other a hall pass, would you do it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Why? Who, who does she have to? Who does she have she to? You pick anyone who you want. Who would you pick? Anyone in the world? My ex-boyfriend. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Who would you pick? Uh what? you. Oh. I'm sorry. Why the ex-boyfriend? We're gonna fight about this. Why the ex-boyfriend? Uh, He's gone, you can tell me. He was a good lover. <laughs> what would you do? Do any of y'all know uh, what a BBC is? People need to stop wiping up these dumbass bitches. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. This yeah. is more of a Sam question because we don't we don't have those problems. Oh, that was, it was a beautiful wide woman who said the answer. So, Sam, what would you do? I agree with Aaron. You can't hang around those dumbass hoes, you know. <laughs> if they're gonna say shit like that, you know, on TV, you gotta OJ Simpson them. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. OJ Simpson. OJ was innocent, by the way. He's still looking for the killer. He won't come <laughs> back to visit LA because he's worried he might end up talking to the killer. <laughs> Every morning when he say, "Hey, OJ, how you doing?" And while looking in the mirror, <laughs> you be careful with these with those, with those statements. OJ, we didn't mean it. Please don't murder Sam's girlfriend. O- OJ ain't coming back to California. He's worried he's gonna run into the to the killer. I heard it was more for tax reasons, but you know, that, that, I buy that as well. I guess the follow up question is your hall pass. Who would your hall pass uh, 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 be for? Just uh, you don't have to, have to do that one, actually. Never mind, it's fine. All right. In uh, other news, wait, wait. Did you? Yeah. Uh, you gonna ask a Mary, there's a married man on. There's two married men on the show. You gonna ask them who they hall pass? Uh, who is your hall pass? Yeah. Who, I'll tell you my uh, who is your hall pass? Any BBW under two twenty five two. Darius, uh, who's your hall pass? Uh, I, I don't think I, I mean, you mean like I gave myself one? Or? No, yeah, you get a hall pass, anybody. Not your ex-girlfriend, right? You know, no, my ex. What? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'd probably go with Mary Kay Nashley. You wouldn't go with they, they sister look better than those two, I think. Yeah, she is. She or maybe the, 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 I, don't, I actually don't really know. It, it, it might be, you know, it really might be Right now, as of today, and this could change, it might be Dua Lipa. Mm, she's pretty fine. She's a little skinny, but she's pretty fine. I she's mean, Albanian. All Albanians are skinny. They ain't eating enough food. You know, <laughs> um, Madonna, 65 oh, years old. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> 50 cent. Oh, Madonna with the new cheeks. That's, that's weird. There we go. Wait, Sam, who would Sam Hall pass me? You should skip Sam. It, it'd be the Irish dudes that live out here. That's Jarrett's. I, I thought Jarrett's was Nicole Kidman personally. He got her tattooed on him. <laughs> Damn, what's your hall pass? Instant gut reactions, Rihanna. I feel like you can't go wrong with that. Okay. Pregnant Rihanna or unpregnant Rihanna? Pregnant Rihanna. 
honestly, I mean, you could eat either, either or. I don't care. I'm not that picky. Mine would have to probably be Jessica Alba. I still like her a lot. Mm-hmm. Or Yannette Garcia, the weather girl. Oh, the weather girl's nice. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, AG3, who's your hall pass? Man, I'm single. I got a hall pass if they see everybody. I'm saying, though, if you were in a relationship and it was worth the hall pass, this is the love of your life. Nicole Doshi. Who that? Man, you can't pick people who have sex for a living, dude. That, that doesn't count. <laughs> That's my hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Thank, you, Sam. Thank you, Sam, for letting us know. Nicole oh. Doshi, that's my hall pass. Pedro, I can send you some research information if you want. <laughs> I, I can tell you she does not fit into the above 220. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. In news this week, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey have broken up both are said to be completely heartbroken, according to a source close to the situation. What do you guys think about that? This the hell is not news. <laughs> I, I think, I, I'm gonna tell you what I think about it. This is not news. I agree this with celebrities. Jerry, Jerry thinks news is what it used to be in National Enquirer, like celebrity news. I mean, you hear about that news, man? You hear about that news about Kourtney Kardashian or some fucking Kardashian? <laughs> What what would Michael B. Jordan do? Michael Kobe. Michael B. Jordan is locked away in his home, a wreck over the breakup with his one true love, Lori Harvey. He finally gets out of bed to go wash his face and stares and looks at himself in the mirror. What would Michael B. Jordan do, AG3? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Before I do anything else, I got to leave this voice message for Laura real quick. It's been an hour since you've been gone. And that's too long, girl. Come back home. I can't live without you. I can't live without you. So I'll die for you. Do anything that I can to feel the touch of your loving hand. Baby, I'm begging, baby, I'm begging, begging, baby. That's original, Lori. I came up with that thinking about you. I was listening to some music and I said, I'm gonna take this off their hands and I'm gonna sing this for Lori. Baby, I'm begging, baby, I'm begging. I dedicate my next Oscar to you, Lori. I dedicate the next time Will Smith slaps somebody will be for you, Lori. I do this for you. This is Michael B. Jordan, AKA Fruitvale Creed, coming at you. Can you back off the mic? This is like ASMR. I'm that's what, that's the way Michael B. Jordan hits you. Hits you all know. in the ear. This is, hey, when Michael B. Jordan talk to you, it's ear candy. My room is vibrating. It's ear candy. <laughs> Don't like this. This is straight Michael B. Jordan ear candy. That's why I got my the mustache. table is shaking from you trying to bury white my goddamn computer. <laughs> I'm just, hey, I tried to play Barry White in a biopic. Please I went in there and said, hey, this is Barry. I'm going to take all the baritones off your hands. <laughs> Lori, uh, come back. You sound like a gay police officer ordering Capola. <laughs> I'm begging. I'm begging, Lori, come back. I missed you. I miss you like Wallace missed that paycheck from the wire. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. I miss you like I miss 
Chadwick T. Bo- Chadwick Bozeman because I don't know how the hell I'm gonna act my way through Black Panther too. All right, all right. Well, uh, thank you, Eric. For- Sorry, <laughs> let I us know what Michael B. Jordan would do. Well, if he, you know what he should do? He should turn to the MTV Music Awards and look at Vanessa Huggins, all her outfit changes. Good Lord. <laughs> she is stacked. Bitches running wild, man. She come a long way. In other news, Shakira and Gerard Piquet are breaking up after 11 years of marriage and a couple kids. Uh, uh, how you feeling? You feeling optimistic that you can uh, uh, land the big one here? And I've been working on my Spanish for the last 24 hours. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But working on my Spanish and my Lebanese call. I'm just glad we moved on to the real news. <laughs> this is finally the real news. All right. Well, in other news, it is Pride Month, y'all. It is Pride Month. With it being Pride Month, there are a lot of sports teams that are wearing Pride-themed uh attire well in florida the tampa bay rays several players opted out of wearing the pride night themed hats and patches what do you guys think about that do they really hate gays like tim hardaway tim hardaway last question before we let you go how do you deal with a gay teammate oh uh first of all i wouldn't want him on my team and um second of all you know if he was on my team I, I would, you know, really distance myself from him because um, uh, uh, I don't think that's right. And, you know, I, I, I don't think that, you know, he should be in a locker room while we're in a locker room. And it's just a whole lot of other things. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even be a part of that. But, you know, it's stuff like that going on. And there's a lot of other people out here like that that's still in the closet and don't want to come out the closet. But, you know, um, I, I just leave that alone. You know that what you're saying there, though, Timmy, is flatly homophobic, right? It's just flat. It's it's bigotry. Well, you know, I you know I hate gay people, so um, um, you know I, I let it be known. I don't like gay people. I don't like to be around gay people. I don't, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm homo- I'm homophobic. I don't I don't I don't like it. It, it shouldn't be in the world for that or in the, in the United States for it. So yeah, I, I don't like it. He still made the Hall of Fame. God damn. It's crazy too, because like if motherfucker opted to not wear like a Memorial Day uniform, <laughs> then it's like a, such a big problem. Like that's yeah. crazy. Players cited uh, faith as the reason for not wanting to uh, wear it. Uh, it says one more, more than half the players appeared to participate. However, pitchers Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson were among the players who peeled off sunbursts on their sleeves and wore the standard hats. So this just this just narrowed it down to those those three or whatever. Five, don't yeah. Four, five. five. Don't put it on. Don't put it on the whole team. No, no, it's not the whole team. Several players decided not to. Um, Adam, uh, Jason Adam spoke on behalf and said a lot of it comes down to faith, to like a faith-based decision. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard decision because ultimately right. all said that. Uh, said what we want is them to know uh-huh. that we are all welcome and love. Know that all are welcome and love here. But when we mm-hmm. put on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided that it's just a lifestyle, and that mm-hmm. maybe not that they look down on anybody or think differently. It's just that maybe mm-hmm. we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus, who encouraged us to a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior, just like Jesus encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside mm-hmm. of the confines of marriage. It's right. no different. It's not judgmental. It's not looking down. It's just what we believe in right. the lifestyle he's encouraged us to live, for uh-huh. not to be withheld. But again, 
We love men and women. We care about them and we want them to feel safe and welcome here. So what do you guys think about that? But did they know the uh, pastor's also in the closet? <laughs> Go on, Pastor. <laughs> I don't know uh, why they ain't wearing nothing. They might as well go ahead and support their pastor in the choir director. What's the problem? Uh, hey, gay. <laughs> they just hide behind Jesus. God told me not to be gay, not to come out with my my true my true uh, my true feelings and everything. I'll just go ahead and molest this boy behind the altar. But we have sexual desires, right? So you got a bunch of men locked up in one place. All of them get horned. All of them's horned. All of them got sexual desires. So what are they going to do? If you won't let them have a woman, they going to have each of somebody's going to have to give us some booty. First of all, yeah, Jesus Jesus didn't say, uh, there's nowhere in the Bible Jesus say you don't bust another man up in the ass. doesn't say that in the Bible. <laughs> That's in the Old Testament. Didn't so say not to me either, Pedro. Hey, hey, it's in the Old Testament. So, yeah, I didn't say not to, but I'm saying it's not in the Bible. So these guys need to stop using certain verses and whatever they want to use in the Bible to um, try to push the faith off on people and be hating on people. Hey, look, I'm a man. I'm a heterosexual man that love having regular sex with BBWs, okay? There's no reason not to wear pats supporting other people that think different different, different from you. It is okay just for one day or whatever it is a week, just, just for pride. There's a lot of gay dudes come and watch your games, a lot of gay dudes in church. So go ahead and tell that brother, hey, you love him. That's just a little simple patch. I don't want to hear all that, all that silly shit. Y'all been hiding behind the curtains with all this, all these foul spirits y'all been playing around with having sex with teenagers. How about that? Don't support that. I am delivered. I was hoping you would play that soundbite to go with this. One thing, if they were against like the the corporatizing of of the pride flags, out is basically in every goddamn product. Like right. I'm like, man, these organizations really celebrating pride or how to make money off during this month, like yeah. like Walmart making some pride ice cream. Yeah, I, I'm kind of torn because you know Pedro is our regular, is our pastor of everything regular. But I think, Pedro, you make a good point. Like, it's, it's supporting other peoples who have been, you know, marginalized or subjugated or oppressed in some way or, you know, have it's just it's just recognizing and giving acknowledgement. Um, on the other hand, I also do get, like, some players who, you know, saying don't want to support certain agendas, as they will say, whether it's that or, well, then are you supporting the military agenda? Are you supporting this? So, like, I understand, like, players wanting to be more aware of what they're putting on their bodies and what they support and don't support and be open with their voice about what they will willfully support. And uh, so I, I, I kind of afford them the right to make this decision. I feel like it's, it's, it's frustrating, but it's, they have different viewpoints than me and different expectations. And uh, I just will keep, you know, just keep an eye on what they, what they decide to support in the future. What if I don't want to wear it since I've been delivered? Well, the, number one, they're in Florida. So it's like your standards, are, I guess, you go to Jesus. And, I, you know, people like to use Jesus a lot of times to be able to refute doing things. Or that's my no, that's my only problem. They're mm -hmm. trying to use the Bible because just say, hey, I'm not into the gay thing. I don't want to wear a patch. Yeah. I hate when people try to bring white Jesus into every excuse. Praise Jesus not Jesus. didn't die for white excuses. Jesus died for our souls. I heard that when Jesus came back on the, what day did he come back on? 
December twenty fifth. No, 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 no. How many God days before he was resurrected? No, no. How many days before he was resurrected? Three days, man. Third days. The third yeah, day. The I, third I day. The third day when that light hit inside that cave, he sat up and said, "I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. I won't date no women. I won't date no more men." <laughs> he ascended to the skies, talking about. I said, "Women, I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not tear a purse." I would not put on makeup. I will, I will love a woman. I'm like, man, the way he doing all that hollering, you knew he was gonna keep sucking dick. Man, I'm like, man, hold on. You weren't just gay. You might have been a little more. You were carrying a purse and doing all wearing makeup. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's, what, he's what I call flashy gay. Yeah, yeah, you would be all gay, brother. You was going hard. Be a lot more other letters in that alphabet than you did in all that noise. I will put, I will replace my dick that I cut off with the potato. Yeah, <laughs> I won't push yeah. my dick into the foreskin. I will stop, <laughs> taping, I will stop taping it to my booty hole. Uh, stop taping my dick up so I can wear a thong. <laughs> oh, uh, I'd be funny if he said all of that too. <laughs> yeah, but that's now, basically hey, what he said, Pedro. You know, he, you know who I realized looked kind of like him is uh, on Boston. Grant Williams kind of looked like Andrew C. Caldwell. <laughs> Uh, anyways, well, yeah, in, in the end, though, I, I do think that it's the player's choice, and I, I'm, I'll, I'll respect it. I, I do, like Pedro, would hope. Like I said, I would totally yeah, respect it if, my, if he said, hey, hey, I don't believe in yeah. it, and then they start bringing religion into it. I'm like, God, just say, hey, I, this is not my thing. It's, this is not what I do. Yeah. So I don't, I don't support our support family and, or whatever it is that they support. Now, I've been fine with it. Yeah, they go bring Jesus into it. Yeah, lying on God. Yeah, no, I feel that, and and I also feel like yeah, it's 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 their it's their right to to do that. Um, but hopefully, you know, what I'm saying through like Aaron brought up, you know, corporations who are you know marketing and and and. I mean, that's the reason why the teams do it too. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's it's, be real. It's a marketing they, they selling more hats, yeah, more jerseys. That's what it is. Yeah. But and, and but also at the same time, it's a way of acknowledging a demographic that has been underrepresented or. You know, what I'm saying has not gotten the acknowledgement, and so I, I'm I, like, I'm 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 all aligned for that. Um, you know, what I'm saying well, I would love I love to right. see Black History Month. You know, what I'm saying they give out Black History. You know, that we we get a color scheme or patches or something we like that. We do have a color scheme. Nancy Pelosi wore it in the, in the Congress. <laughs> 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 we just we got <laughs> our logo. Our logo of Patrick Gold Star Creed is Nancy Pelosi taking a knee, bro. I'm, I'm doing that. Taking a knee in kente cloth. That's the new black logo. Hey, do we have a picture of that? Can we print that out and put it on T-shirts? <laughs> we should. Last week, the NBA released the all-NBA teams of 2022 and its list of players for the first and second and third teams. The NBA first team was Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Jokic. The second team consisted of Seth Curry, I mean Steph Curry, sorry, John Morant, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. Third team was Chris Paul, Trey Young, LeBron James, Pascal Siakam, and Carl Anthony Towns. Do you all think that they got the, the first team correct? Or was there somebody on there that made you say, me? The fact that LeBron even made a team was ridiculous to me. I just got to say that. 
You don't think he should have made third pick? No, no, no. He almost led the league in scoring if he had just he almost, played, yeah, he finished second in scoring. If he had just really? played and helped me beat Sam, bitch. Yeah, if he would have just played the last two games, he would have won the scoring title. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Dr. Said I needed back out of me. He was up there for a while, though. Sam, I know you're an avid basketball fan. Do you think that they got the first team correct? I mean, I think the only criticism you can have is sort of the MVP thing. If you thought Embiid had a better season than, than Jokic, you know, he mm. should be on that first team. And then there's the argument of if they should have two centers. No. Nope. I mean, I think Jokic, Embiid, and Antetokounmpo were clearly the three best players this season. But nope. if you're going to stick one center on that team, you only got to choose one of them. Uh, yep. You slot Antetokounmpo in that power forward spot. But I think that would be my only, my only issue. You could be, you could go Jokic or Embiid in that center spot. But I'm not mad at either of them. They're both had tremendous seasons. And it'd be weird to not have the MVP on the first team. So I think he's got to be on there. Aaron, what about you? What's your take on Uh I agree. One center. One center. If you go look at, like, Shaq's, Patrick Ewing, and Kim Olajuwon throughout the 90s, they were knocking each other from the first, second, and third teams, right? By who would have the better year that year. That's just the way it is. Like, Patrick Ewing has, like, one first team all NBA, four or five second team and like 513 because he was going against Elijah Wan and Shaq where Elijah Wan had like three first team. They were just knocking each other off of each team. And I think it would be unfair. Adam Silver's already in the talks talking about maybe I'll just do, we'll, we'll switch to positionless. And I think it's stupid. No, man, just keep the guards. Were you the best in your position? Guard, forward, and center. As far as this team, Devin Booker making first team is, you know, it was a little surprising, but I mean, I, I, uh, he improved his game. I see where he did. Maybe if I take him out, maybe it'll be for DeRozan. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe DeRozan could go third. Second and third team. Joel Embiid should, shouldn't be below the second team. Third team. I, I, I was shocked Trey Young made third team. Um, yeah, he didn't have a good season. Well, yeah, he had he a, statistically, he had a very good season. Their team was, did not win the way Statistically, but he was inconsistent all season. Uh, he was dropping 25 and, t- and, tw- and 12, basically. 11 and three game, and then shoot three for 28 next game. And that was very rare. Yeah. I had him on a fantasy team. He was pretty, he was the most, most consistent player on my team all year. He's averaging. You didn't have a good fantasy uh, team. What are you talking think, about, man? What they, team, team was tight? Did they win a championship? Sam's team was better than yours. Man, fuck y'all. Fuck both of y'all. <laughs> I'll say congratulations to Sam the fantasy winner. Yeah, Sam's a fantasy winner, also, by the way, everyone. So if you ever hear us talk about Sam, the juicy mouth, the bastard from London, that's who we're talking about. This guy, fucking cunt. Anyways, one minute. I thought Sam was from South Africa. Oh, yeah, the fucking apartheid cunt. We had people down there, but but unrelated. My one gripe about the first team was Devin Booker. I don't know that he's like, yeah, he had a good season. I think he was great. He's good all season. I don't think he's better than me as a fan of Steph Curry. I don't think he's better than Steph Curry. Played more games by a little bit, but not much more. And yeah, I think DeMar DeRozan, I think DeMar DeRozan can be a guard. I don't know. <laughs> I would much rather see DeMar DeRozan on that list because I think DeMar DeRozan's season was was pretty elite in the fact that he made Chicago reputable and until they had some injuries and were kind of banged up, like, they, man, he kind of changed the culture of that team. Uh, him and, Lon- uh, and Lonzo Ball, uh, you know, seemed to find a good home there. But DeMar DeRozan was the guy that made that team run. And he made everyone more efficient and better around him. I think he's better than Devin Booker because he made people around him better. Unlike Devin Booker, Devin Booker doesn't really make other people around him better. And I didn't like he doesn't. I just I just don't see it with Devin Booker. I just don't see it. Yeah, the only reason why I wouldn't put Devin Booker in there because he's not a playmaker like we talked about on previous oh, yeah. podcast. He's just he's just out to look for a shot and out to put points up on the board. And I 
I mean, I know they had the, the best record. It was mostly because of because of him. But I, I just when, when when Chris Paul went out, remember Chris Paul broke his thumb. And he took his game then. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah, we're he did put it. Yeah, he did. I, I agree with that. But he's just it just shows none of these guys can't adjust their games when it comes to moving on to the next level. It's just like the only person we've seen adjust their game in such a way without using the offense was Giannis. These new guys, you got to just hope they knock down these threes. Otherwise, you just, you know, you're kind of in offensive purgatory. Just you hoping you hit shots. Yeah. Nobody, nobody has uh, outside, inside penetration, back to the basket game. And it's, that's why, you know, Joker uh, ended up winning MVP again because he he can do all that. He can do everything. You kind of like got to have to give it to him or him or MB. They fill up the stat category with Booker. I think like we're looking at it with now a postseason bias. You know, they they floundered in the playoffs. I thought his regular season was really good. I think you can't put Curry or Morant over him because they both missed like twenty games. They missed too many games, Jared. That would would be my argument. I think the Rosen's interesting, but I think the Bulls falling apart. Trying to close that away from them. I agree with you guys. They missed. They missed way too many games, especially Durant. Well, Brent just looked like his spirit wasn't into it. You just see how well talented he is. His spirit's not in the game when he still can put up points. <laughs> well, all right, yeah. so Devin Booker played 68 games, and I think Steph Curry played like 64. He played four more games than Steph Curry. He averaged 26.8, five rebounds, 4.8 assists, 46% field goal percentage, 38% three-point, 86% uh, free throw percentage. Good numbers, but if you look at DeMar DeRozan, let's go. Because I'm not going to – I don't want to be a homer in this way, Aaron, because I don't know make Aaron mad. Yeah, you already been one. DeMar DeRozan, let's look at his stats. I'll tell you they're probably better without even having to look. 76 games played, 27.9 points, five total rebounds, 4.9 assists per game, 50% field goal percentage, 35% free throw percentage, 87% free throw shooter. Shooting guard, power forward, small forward. He plays, plays a gamut of guard forward, and uh, I think he easily – could have been there instead of uh, our boy Devin Booker. And when you're looking at the the momentum, like Chicago had no momentum coming in from last season, going into this season, they were rebuilding or reloading and, and hoping to be good. The Suns had all the momentum from last year. They're they're on a mission, and they had still had Chris Paul playing at a high level. Chris Paul is a big part of why they were able to do what they did, and why Devin Booker is able to elevate his game to the next level. I don't know. I just think Demar Derozan is the player right there that you should. To definitely put there instead. I mean, I, I like the pick of Devin Booker, to be honest with you guys. I think just for the, team, the sake of what he did to for his team, he deserves some type of accolades to be first team. You know, the Suns had a great run this year. So as far as point guard goes, I would have a couple other picks over him. Everything else is pretty sound to me. Yeah, I just think there's guys that are comparable to Devin Booker. I don't know who, how they chose to vote him over Steph Curry or DeMar DeRozan. I think their their numbers are... Very similar and what they meant to their team. Um, the reason I feel Chris like Paul got in the third team is because he wrote his name in. Come on. <laughs> he, <laughs> he went to the vote and he's like, y'all put my name down. Um, in other news, though, they also uh, named the all-defensive teams. Can we go to six-man? 
Because that was uh, or was it most improved print? No, it was most improved play. Six man, they all suck. Uh, six man of the year. The no, six man of the no. year award went to Tyler Hero, who beat out Cam Johnson of the Suns and Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. What the hell? No, the most most improved flavor I meant to say. John Moran. Uh, no, that was no. crap too. Yeah, what was what were they thinking? Yeah, but most improved superstar to to exactly. <laughs> that, that, that was I don't know who. That should have been Darius Garland. It should have been Garland or DeJounte Garland. Murray because both those either, guys either became old. stars this year. John Moran's been a star. I think yeah, most improved player that guy is already but a star. John, John Moran's been a star because of like the team he's been playing for. He actually has been the most improved player. If you look at his numbers, he's been killing it. He's no, no, last season he struggled. It was a sophomore slump and he got hurt for an extended period of time. Yeah, so, I But mean, he ended the season. We're talking about improvements, though. He really mm, killed it, bro. No, nah, because he... Yeah, he killed it. He's already a star. <laughs> no, he's already a star because he's on a low-market franchise. And he has, he's a high visibility player. Like that doesn't make him. Hey, hey, no, but look at Darius Garland averaging nine points to what is he averaging? 17 now or something? Yeah, I, would I would have given it to Desmond Bain, to be honest with y'all. That's my I can see Desmond Bain. I can see Desmond Bain. Yeah. But yeah, John Moran is not a player that was emerging. These guys emerged this year. And there's a difference between most improved player, should be the player that emerges the most. And I think John Morant had already emerged. We already knew he had superstar capability. Whether or not it's just, it's it really comes down to can he consistently be a skilled player that can knock down jumpers at a good enough rate and and essentially can he stay healthy? Those are the two things that like really like he proved that he could shoot pretty good. He could get to the room and do anything he wants. But like these guys prove like oh yeah, Darius Garland, one of the league leaders in assists, emerged and be run a team. Uh, Dejounte Murray almost averaged a triple double this year. You know what I'm saying. Desmond Bain became a 20-point scorer on, on a team that needed a, a perimeter scorer to be one of their, you know, go-to guys. Helped out that team a lot. Helped out uh, John Morant to look more improved because he had guys, a guy out there that was knocking down shots for him. All right, well, let's get the Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs. Cutty Corner shout-outs is the segment in the show on where everyone gets a chance to rank a plane and talk shit about something that's pissing them off in the world. Or highlight something positive happening in the world. Cutty Corner shout out. Cutty Corner shout outs. It's time. It's time. It's time. We're burning out. God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. I meant what it meant. Gonna let you down. He had sex with my mama. We're broken. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, my Cutty Corner shout out goes out to, well, I like to get two. Positive one for Vanessa Hudgens and all her outfit changes. Oh my God, on this MTV uh, Music Awards. And then my real Cutty Corner shout out goes out to uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. Adam Silver, man, he is the most coddling commissioner every commissioner every sport is going to have pluses and minuses right they're always going to do things well usually most commissioners especially if they've been around a while and they're going to have a couple of black eyes david stern was great for bringing the corporate entity into the nba making nba very profitable when he took over it wasn't a profitable sport most owners wanted out people didn't see it the same way it had a drug problem he made he had his two black eyes one was uh the lifetime suspension he gave to uh Michael Ray Richardson. And the second one was Seattle, the losing the team in Seattle, not letting the guy from Oklahoma buy the Pelicans, which the NBA owned at the time. 
when they were still called the Hornets and the NBA owned them instead of letting them buy that since they already played half their games in Oklahoma the year before. He was like, no, he, he didn't want New Orleans to lose a team, even though nobody goes to the fucking game still. He said it would look bad if New Orleans lost a team. So he let Seattle, a basketball stomping ground, lose a team. What an idiot. But that was his worst thing. Godell got his, you know, being hard on players, shit like that, suspending left and right. But look what he made NFL so proper. He made NFL so profitable. He got $68 million last year by the owners and then got another bonus 60 million from the owners because of how profitable but you know they all had their black eyes but adam silver in his speech this uh, last week he said two things one he's looking to maybe replace the all nba teams without having positions where it's just the top five players i think that's a stupid ass idea it's the only sport that would do that everybody else has positions it doesn't make sense you're either the best or second best in your position or the third best. There's three teams. That's good enough. Second thing he did after that, he made the announcement talking about maybe cutting the regular season down to help with players getting hurt. And it's like, dude, that is the stupidest thing I ever heard. They already load managing now. Guess what? You cut the games down to from 82 games to 65 or 59. Guess what? They're still going to load manage for some reason. I don't know what it is. These players are deciding they want to try to have 20 year careers, right? Look, let's go back to the generation that didn't low manage. Those guys played 13 years. Magic played 12, Isaiah 13, Carl Malone played 20, Larry Bird played exactly 13. It's like, dude, that's how long your NBA career is supposed to be. I agree with Richard Jefferson said about it. He said, look, dude, you are playing a sport. What makes you special is, yes, this sport is still hard on your body. It's not football, but it's still hard on your body. You are going to play hurt. You're going to play in pain. You're not going to play for long, but you're going to be well compensated for that time you play. The sport's not supposed to have a bunch of 20-year careers. Everybody that reached 20 years, that's what makes them special. LeBron's at 20 years. He's special. You know what's funny? The last three guys that reached 20 years, LeBron, Kobe, Vince Carter, how many of them load manage? Zero. Those guys played every game in a lot of minutes, and they happen to reach 20 years. The load management, man, Adam Silver coddling these players. What, what is that saying? Weak times breed weak men, weak men. This is where we are in basketball right now. We're in our weak times and we're breeding weak men. Did you just call them homos? Tell me he didn't just say that. Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yes, I do. And it goes to, um, I'm going to just say my old lady and my mommy. Um, they accused me of not believing in loving Jesus this week, questioning whether I love Jesus or believed in Jesus. Now, let's, let's go here, man. It's not, it's that we see more things. We know there's more truth than is with the Holy Bible. You can't just go off the you know, it's good things about religion. It's good things to have about religion. It keeps people calm. It keeps it keeps people from acting a fool. I understand why it's here. I understand why we believe. But those teachings, we come on. There's too much information right now to just go off the straight old school Holy Bible teachings. We know that we've been worshiping a white God. We also see these priests that are not supposed to be in politics. These TV evangelists also start all of a sudden start worshiping Trump when they got lost in in their ways, when they start getting big money and wanting to um, 
get these new jet planes and wanted to be a part of the elite and powerful. And we see this now. So this possibly can't be a white Jesus like uh, like we've been raised on. Now we now that we see that there's more information than what they tell you on news or what they tell you in church. Black people getting shot, mass shootings, sicknesses and diseases going across the world. If they believed in white, if Jesus was here, if white Jesus, what they said in the Bible, the way he heals, he would have solved all this with love and healing. You know why he's not solving all this with love and healing? It's because we've been worshiping the wrong God. We need to worship black Jesus. Jesus! <laughs> what you got for me today? I've been good. Talk good to me, brother. You know the world is yours, man. Whatever you want, man. I need the numbers to the lotto. I got some kindness, I got compassion, and I got love for all mankind. You better get up on some of that, man. Don't nobody want no shit like that. You got the nerve walking around with all that brown on, looking like the UPS man. Nigga want Kenobi, Taliban to Al-Qaeda. You too, homeboy. I still love your bitch ass. So please don't question me about my love of God. I believe there is a God. I believe there's a spirit, and I believe there's some more, something more powerful out here. But this Holy Bible stuff is not flying anymore. So question me about that. You know, Pedro, I might say this is karma for having your mom get on the phone and pray for me when you told her my girlfriend was Indian. Pray! <laughs> I don't know how many Cutty Quarter shoutouts. I hope this is the last one about religion. <laughs> I haven't had enough. They about made me mad this week. Mm -hmm. I need to give your mom a call and tell her pray for you when you're sleeping in time <laughs> in and over you. <laughs> you know she will do that. <laughs> Satan, leave this house now. She'll yell that. In the name of Jesus. Exactly. I beseech you. I rebuke you, devil. You leave this home. She will yell that. Adarius, do you have a cutty corner shout out? Yeah, my cutty corner shout out. Sorry, my, my cutty corner shout out goes to Vista Prince. Um, I've been spending the whole podcast trying to make mugs and stick it for myself. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know it was just a minimum minimum order quantity. Uh, feel, feeling like a real idiot because I went to check out and it was like, well, you need more than one hundred and fifty. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. Uh, I wish I could just get a couple special mugs made to send Jared's house that says white women rule. <laughs> I, I've been trying to do a whole bunch of things, but it hasn't worked out. But uh, yeah, man, pretty much Jared. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> I, I realized today more and more that, uh, again, my biggest regret in life is inviting you to my wedding. Um, Jared took up 20% of the, the people uh, you know, it was a really small wedding. So Jared, Jared made up of about 5% of the wedding population, um, just as one presence. And uh, that was just 5% too much. My cutty corner shout out, positive one, goes out to Gabe Kapler. Well, kind of, we'll see how far he goes with this, but Gabe Kapler came out. He will no longer stand for the national anthem. So long as, you know, America continues to reflect something that he doesn't feel is American, uh, to paraphrase him. 
um, after the Uvalde, Texas shooting, um, maybe also in response to Buffalo uh, and just the carnage that is going forward in our country and the the issue with gun control and gun reform. And, you know, I'm I would say I'm somebody who's pretty neutral on the idea of people being able to own guns. But when it comes down to it, we need to have better processes to, you know, say mitigate guns getting in the wrong hands of different people. Um, it's great responsibility. Shooting a gun, you know, it's it's a weapon of mass destruction or not mass destruction. It's a weapon of destruction. It's not meant to create new things. It destroys. And it is an ultimate destroyer because it ultimately will take people's lives or animals or whatever's lives. So, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like there should be continued push to uh, evolve our Second Amendment to be uh, representative of what we need in this country and a lot of people keep flipping it over like well you got to be able to fight tyranny that's the government i'm like bro what government you talking about the the aoc and and and, and the pelosi's that, that want to take your guns away so that then they can rule over you with pumpkin spice lattes and and motherfucking uh organic cloths yeah and kente cloths and like, songs by black not, dudes they not theodosia. yeah the people we have to worry about are the people who are armed and are willing to shoot yes the government could try and do some tyrannical type shit that is a possibility. And maybe when the resources get to the breaking points, that is what will happen. But that, that also takes us being more proactive in our future planning. So as much as you wanna argue your second amendment, let's also look at the things that would make us have to go into some kind of military state where the government would actually take over. One is probably gonna be where our resources dwindle to a point where there's no coming back. There's no replenishing of the resources and our population is too great. And then all of a sudden, that's when you get motherfuckers with guns, rob mother motherfuckers, kill other motherfuckers for resources government got to come in and shut shit down so let's try and maybe push for green things the, the the green new deal whatever it might be you know push to create those new jobs that is stimulate the economy for avenues of sustainable energy things that are going to tap our resources our finite resources on this planet a little bit less so we can prolong our free will so we can prolong our ability to not be subject to tyrannical methods of a overarmed military because that's really what you're talking about you need your guns for right so why don't we move towards sustaining ourselves in ways that's not going to lead to that because that's what's going to that's actually what will end up happening so i don't want to hear it so, so we got to realign our political ties realign our ability to, to, to see through what the legislation is speaking and what legislation we are speaking into existence and some of y'all motherfuckers just want to own guns to own guns to, to to maintain your white supremacy or to maintain the status quo because you got a gun and you're willing to shoot somebody for it. And we've seen that. We've seen that in Buffalo. We've seen that at other locations. You know what I'm saying? Uvalde, I, we don't know what's going on with that motherfucker, but that motherfucker can burn to hell forever. And the police officers, y'all can rot in hell and have nightmares for the rest of your lives and be haunted by the ghosts of all them children that y'all waited 75 minutes to go into that school to try and save. But otherwise, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's have a little talk and let's get some actual action, actionable items that we can then move forward to make it to where motherfuckers don't need a motherfucking AR-15. Yes, AR-15s can be useful in rural settings to kill pigs. Yes, AR-15s can be useful to shoot um, a bunch of Asian people in a poppy field if your name is Rambo, okay? It's a fucking military-grade gun. That shit is for war. You are wanting to maintain, like, yeah, I guess you need a, you need a wartime gun to go against the tyrannical wartime people, but really we ain't been that way. It ain't happening, bruh. We got all the nukes, we got all the drones. We got all the technology to do whatever we want. And if these motherfuckers want to get you, they'll get a drone on your ass. You see what they do in Russia. You see what they do in Ukraine. You see what we did throughout the Middle East over the last 20 years. I seen what they did drones. to Paul Walker. I see what, hey, conspiracy brother.
Why? So I can fall in love with some cute black man that teaches white people everything they know about the shrimp industry before they kill him 30 minutes into the movie? Huh? Hey, why don't you walk down that tunnel, black man? Hey, black man, turn on the generator. This dinosaur is out there. Hey, black man, look out. He's got a gun. In other news, LaShawn McCoy came out and said nobody hires Eric Bieniemy because they know what type of coach he is. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> you know, he's just a hate. He, he hate. Everywhere he leaves, he talks shit about him. He's just a hateful man. Um, he said during an interview uh, appearance on I Am Athlete podcast, uh, he, he says he hasn't been hired because of his coaching ability, not his race. He called out how Bieniemy interacts with players and added that he's the reason he stopped playing for the Chiefs. Uh, quote: No, your knees the fact the you reason. got hurt, you couldn't even play the Super Bowl. <laughs> your ankle, soft. your ankles, and your knees is the reason why you stopped playing for the Chiefs, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying you suck, dude. <laughs> it's like, I, I left football altogether because of him. <laughs> This dude right here. I, you know, I didn't open it or I didn't, I didn't get a chance to read. I seen he said something. I didn't even read it. And I can't believe this. He said, quote, listen, because some players, he talks to them a certain way and some players would take it. McCoy, as McCoy said, I wouldn't take it like, whoa, that's the reason why that every year they hype him up to get a job. And then when it comes time, nobody hires them because they know what type of coach he really is. Sounds like some hater ass shit. Ron Parker, the Chiefs, former Chief Safety, responded to McCoy's comments. Uh, said, "Buddy, time was up, man. That's it. Don't do that." <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, hey, you, hey, you said it better than I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Ron Parker sponsorship. <laughs> Keep it a real. But yeah, man. So, do you think this is gonna play to be enemy's favor? Having um, Shady McCoy, who who everyone loves, hear him talk about him. You know, speak on it, or you think this is gonna this gonna be a a, a further knock on uh, the enemy moving forward? Nah, I don't think it's gonna hurt him because he's still ain't gonna get a job anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's still ain't gonna get a job. <laughs> he ain't, he ain't no job, man. They they not really looking to hire short niggas right now. <laughs> we need a beautiful white man, Sam. Sam, you still here? Sam gone. Sam, Sam. <laughs> Sam's on his getting on his flight. He's Sam, his flight. Sam, put it. Sam, put in your application for uh, any any NFL team in Ohio because they love that British accent and they trust you. Except for the Miami Dolphins, they only hire black dudes. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, in uh, in other, you said they only hire black dudes. <laughs> That's a real Negro right there. It's been very odd to tell you the truth. This idea of identifying as something. Um, you know, I think people identify me as something, but I identify as a human being. Uh, it, it, and my dad's black. So whatever you want to call it. <laughs> hey, uh, only black dudes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, in other news, 